0: In the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane!
1: It's Matt Spectro through the multiverse! Time for Matt Spectro to the Multiverse. As always, I am your host, Matt Spectro, lifetime comic fan, lifetime animation fan, lifetime superhero fan. And as always, you've reached the podcast exclusively talking comic book animation. Welcome to episode 74. I'm going to briefly explain the rules. Comic book animation. That's what it's about. Rule number two, big fan of the old team-up books, Brave and the Bold. DC Comics presents Marvel Team-Up, so this is a team-up podcast. Every week, me and a special guest talking comic book-based animation. Rule number three, and most important, we got to have fun. Also, this is special. It's part of our month-long Halloween celebration, so better uh, keep the lights on. It's going to be a spooky episode. Before we go any further, I'm going to bring out my special guest. He's a uh, multiple-time guest-appearer on this show. He is our show's Batman expert, sometimes guest host, and the 2021 Matt Spectro Guest of the Year. Welcome back, Jamie J. You know,
0: Matt, I appreciate your attempt at an introduction for me, Uh, but it's been a while since I've been on the show. I think it's been almost like close to six months since I was last here. So so I hope you don't mind. I, I took the liberty of preparing just a little something for us tonight. <laughs>
1: oh, boy. All right. Go on. The floor is yours.
0: Please welcome our guest for tonight. He's the former host of the For the Pops and Let the Chaos Begin podcast. A regular contributor to the New Age Insiders, WPAN, and Truth Justice and the New England Pro Wrestling Way podcast. He's our resident Batman expert, permanent guest host, and our 2021 Guest of the Year. It's an honor and privilege to have him joining us, hailing from his on-residence in Malibu, California. A round of applause for the most interesting man in the world, Jamie Jamitkowski.
1: You're... Quite ridiculous.
0: <laughs> well, I, just, I just wanted to make sure that I, I, you know, I wanted to get the proper intro. And you did a good job, but I guess my guys, you know. A little more pep in his voice. My, my For the Pops uh, production crew. Uh, basically, they've just been sitting around for three years waiting to produce something. And, and see, so, so again, well, thanks for having me back, though, pal. This is very exciting. We're
1: here for a Halloween episode, which is always exciting. Yeah. Now, I, I always kick it off with uh, this time of year. Yeah, what's your favorite horror film or horror franchise? But I if, if I remember correctly, you're not even a fan of the genre.
0: I hate horror movies. I hate horror movies so much. Like the limit of of horror movies for me, um Beetlejuice is pretty scary uh, when he turns into the snake <laughs> thing. Um, ooh, that one's scary. Uh Scooby-Doo the second one, um with with, with monsters gets really
1: Monsters Unleashed. Yeah.
0: Ooh, that one kept me up for a few nights. Yeah, I hate horror movies. I always have. Last year, I saw a super scary one. It was um The Muppets Haunted Mansion on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> that one was, Whew. yeah, I don't know why. I've never liked horror movies, like nothing, like nothing in that genre. A friend of mine always says for me to watch what is it? Saw, like the Saw movies, because those aren't really horror. They're di- uh, Nope, nope, I'm out.
1: Well, you do love Halloween, even if you don't like horror films.
0: I do. And uh, I know if we're talking Halloween movies, I mentioned one already. Beetlejuice is probably up there as one of my favorite ones to watch this time of year. The other two that I, I discovered again recently, and I forgot how much I liked them, are the two uh, Adam's Family movies. Adam's Family and Adam's Family values.
1: I love those movies, actually. Raul Julia was the best. I think he's a better Gomez than the original John Austin. Aston.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Angelica Houston is just tremendous as Morticia, Christina Ritchie as I mean, everybody. Everybody is so good in those movies. But the Immortal but,
1: Christopher Lloyd, come on.
0: That's right. Uh you can't see it right now, but just out the uh window of my of my palatial Malibu Estate, uh I actually have everything decorated for Halloween. Uh this time of year. We've moved to California and actually uh what's really cool out here is like people go crazy decorating for Halloween out here like If you go to like Home Depot to buy Halloween decorations on October 1st, uh, you're two weeks too late. Like the entire thing is sold out. Like houses by me, it's like entire three story houses decorated from roof to sidewalk. It's unbelievable. So, yeah, so I love, I I do love this time of year.
1: So, for the subject of this week's Halloween episode, we're going to talk two titans of literature facing off the Batman. Versus the Prince of Darkness, Dracula.
0: Yeah, you know what? Of all the Halloween themed cartoons, animated things you could have picked, wow, this one was something.
1: Well, you're the Batman expert. Mm-hmm. Last Halloween we did the long Halloween's part mm-hmm. one, so I didn't really want to do part two. I felt there would it would be been a bit a long wait.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I thought we would do something else, Batman. What more than? I mean, who doesn't think of Dracula? right when they think of Halloween
0: well originally when I first saw it uh when I first started watching I was going to have my attorneys call you and I was going to sue you for 90 <laughs> minutes of my life back but my once I figured out my perspective and like the point of that one of what we watched I liked it more so but we can talk right. about that after you intro <laughs> it and you do all that
1: normally we uh save our, our uh review for the very end of the episode you're here you're, you're kicking it right off with uh a- your review.
0: No, I'm, act- I'm actually teasing my review, because at first, <laughs> I wanted to sue you for an hour and a half of my life back, but once I watch, and I'll talk about that more once we start talking about the show.
1: So first, we're going to talk Batman, created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger, and Dracula, created by Bram Stoker, back in 1897. So this is a character that's been over 100 years old and still being used all the time. I've argued Dracula, Sherlock Holmes, Robin Hood, Tarzan, Peter Pan are the most used characters in all of the literature. Entertainment, really.
0: That's probably a pretty accurate list off the top of my head. I can't think of of anything else that would that would pop in there as well.
1: Yeah, well, That's a good list. I can assume they all have to be public domain, and that's why, like, every other year you get a goddamn movie featuring one of these characters.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um I believe at this point they all are. Um, but yeah, that, that's, a, that's a really, that's a good list. I'm trying to think of anybody else.
1: Dracula, who has appeared in uh, numerous comic books, he was a little bit more prolific in the uh, Marvel Universe with the classic Tomb of Dracula series back in the early 70s. He hasn't appeared in DC Comics as much, even though I know they're currently doing the DC versus vampires, but I don't believe Dracula, the Prince of Darkness, is actually a part of that storyline.
0: I, I'm actually not reading that one right now, so I, I can't speak to that one.
1: We're going to go back to October 18th, 2005 for the direct-to-DVD animated film The Batman vs. Dracula. Now, they also aired this on Cartoon Network about a week after they released it back in 2005, but it was originally released on DVD, direct-to-DVD October 18th, 2005. They uh, claim this was also a tie-in release with Batman Begins, which came out that same year. Now,
0: (laughs) don't ever mention those two in the same (laughs) sentence again. Come on.
1: Number one, spoiler alert, this has, other than Batman being in it, it, has virtually no connection to Batman Begins whatsoever. Number two, I'm pretty sure Batman Begins came out in like May or June, and then this thing wasn't released until October, so I don't know how much of a tie-in you want to call it.
0: Yeah. uh, This is not a tie-in. Come on. This, ah, no.
1: No. So, um, back in 2004, WB Kids had uh, decided they were going to take a new stab at a Batman animated series, which I believe to my knowledge, there was, after Batman the Animated Series ended, this is the first attempt to do a television show animated not they had done a couple of direct to dvds but this is when they first decided to bring it back and uh, it was pretty successful it ran from 2004 to 2008 this takes place in the same universe
0: yeah and safe to say this is probably the one animated version of batman that i never really watched or followed or even realized existed And I'll talk more, you know, after you tell everybody to go watch it, I'll I'll talk more about, like, where I had to get my head to watch this one.
1: Well, um, this is a little off-subject, the but when we were looking up, I was looking up the worst, uh, because every time Michael Crockett's on the show, we review a cartoon that appears on the worst superhero animated shows of all time. Beware the Batman shows up a lot. And I have no idea when that aired, but if that was after this I never even heard of it, to be honest with you. Have you? Is that familiar to you? It vaguely, and I'm wondering
0: if I'm actually confusing that one with this one. See, I, I remember the stylized I remember the stylized version of this one. And again, I'll jump to it now. Because I remember the toy line that went along with this. And I want to say there was a McDonald's toy line that went along with this version of Batman that we're talking about tonight. Because this was geared to, you said it, it was Cartoon Network. This one is clearly aimed more toward younger fans of Batman.
1: Uh, looking it up, Beware the Batman was two thousand and thirteen, a computer-generated animated right. Batman series that only ran one season. So that is what Beware the Batman is, not to be confused with this.
0: And, and the the Beware the Batman, if I remember, the look of that one, even though it was like more computer animated, he looked a lot more like the. Um, Like the Justice League Unlimited version. Like, if you see pictures of the animation, it looks like that's what they based that Batman design on for Beware the Batman. Whereas this was some weird conglomeration of Batman looks. This one, this one looks like a weird mix between Batman animated series, but in this one, the one we're talking about tonight, he still wears more of like that 70s, 80s gray and blue with the, with the yellow circle around the bat in the middle. Um, Even when he wears a a weapons harness, it still has a yellow bat in the middle. Um, So there you go.
1: This is very similar to like when Mask of the Phantasm or Batman Sub-Zero came out where the animated series was going and they released these animated films in the same universe at the same time.
0: Yeah. Okay. I I thought you were just comparing this to Mask of the Phantasm. (laughs) And I was going to hop on my private jet from Malibu. Fly to you smack you once and then fly home. But no, you are correct. This is where they were. They were releasing movies that were built in the same universe as the current animated series that we're on.
1: Correct. So this was directed by uh, Michael Gogan. Uh, and it was written by uh, Dwayne Capizzi who both worked on the Batman show as well. This was produced, even though WB kids is where the show was on. This was produced by DC and Warner brothers animation. And uh, those guys worked on the, the regular series as well. I don't know why, and maybe you could shed some light when you're doing a Batman cartoon and you know a live action movie is coming out and you're, they want you to release a DVD the same year, which they're going to claim is a tie-in, why on earth are you doing Batman versus Dracula? <laughs> Batman Begins is the movie that's coinciding with.
0: I, again, I had not read or heard that this was to tie in with uh, the Batman Begins. I saw where you pulled that information. I I don't get it unless, you know, Warner Brothers knew that Batman Begins was going to be a monster success. So let's just, you know, milk that cow for all she's worth at that point. Because there, there's zero connection between the two.
1: Yeah, and um, if I look at most of the uh, reviews... They're all like uh, exceptionally average. is The quote I li- of all the reviews I found that I like yeah. the best. But we're gonna we don't want to jump ahead and uh, spoilers if you haven't seen it. And uh, he's the Batman expert, not me. So if I make an error, he can I'll, correct, I'll correct you. you. <laughs> so we're gonna go over a little bit of the cast before we sit down and watch the Batman versus Dracula. First, obviously the Batman. Created by uh, Bob Kane and Bill Finger, but even though when this came out, Bob Kane was still getting solo credit, so this is before they gave Bill Finger his due, but he did co-create the Batman. Rhino Romano, I believe no relation to Ray, is the voice of the Batman and Bruce Wayne. Uh, He's done a lot of uh, work in the uh, voiceover field. He uh, was the voice of Spider-Man on the Spider-Man Unlimited uh, miniseries as well as you was Tuxedo Mask on the English dub of Sailor Moon. You have a daughter who's only like 20. She must have been a Sailor Moon fan when she was a little girl.
0: She was not, actually. She was not a Sailor Moon fan at all. I'm surprised. I, ke- I kept her focused on, on, you know, good stuff like uh, DC Universe.
1: <laughs> now, uh, Dracula, created by Bram Stroker, who's been done so many times. Uh, Peter Stormare... Had done his voice. Uh, he's done some voice acting, but he's more no well-known well for his uh, regular acting. He was in Fargo. Uh, he played Lucifer in the uh, Constantine movie. Hmm. Played Slippery Pete on Seinfeld. Yay.
0: 30-year-old sitcom reference. That never gets old.
1: The episode The Frogger. You must remember that one.
0: I do remember it.
1: Come on. Now, surprisingly in this, Vicky Vale who uh, was created by uh, Bob Kane, Bill Finger, uh, Lou Schwartz. I was surprised because they almost always resort to Catwoman in these things. So I was actually quite surprised to see a different female showing up in this one. I should say a different female who's not one of his rogues gallery.
0: Well, isn't, isn't Vicky Vale kind of like the go-to when they just, when they don't want a fee, when they basically just need a damsel in distress for Batman, Vicky Vale's a go-to.
1: She just been his girlfriend in the past but I don't remember any Batman stories really where their relationship was really all that integral or all that important. Like the 1989 Batman movie? Yeah, like that. Like that's like but any of the comic books, I mean, I don't I don't remember any Batman stories where Vicki Vale played that important of a role um i haven't seen her in any of the comics i've read recently but for all i know she's now the third huntress or something that's uh she's she's (laughs) not the
0: third huntress every every now and again every now and again she they pop her back in but they actually haven't used her uh in the comics as a character for a while i remember the last time i was gonna say it was in bruce Wayne, but wanted but no that was that was i think that was silver saint cloud in that one but no, I don't
1: think they've used her in a while. All right. Well, she's voiced by the great Tara Strong, whose name comes up in numerous episodes of my podcast. If you know anything about animation, she is – I can't think of a female more well-known in, in the world of uh, animation voiceover acting. She uh, was Raven on Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. She's Timmy Turner on Fairly Odd Parents. I think she's one of the Rugrats – She's been on everything from Rick and Morty to Family Guy to uh, you name it. She's also done anime overdubs. She's she's been in just about everything.
0: I was actually psyched when I saw her name on there.
1: And our uh, two main villains other than Dracula himself, the Penguin. Bob Kane and uh, Bill Finger created him. He's voiced by Tom Kenny. who's uh, He's Squanch on Rick and Morty. But his most famous role is that of Spongebob Squarepants.
0: Can't beat that. Can't beat Spongebob as a Batman villain. No.
1: (laughs) And then the Joker, created by Bob Kane, Bill Finger, and Jerry Robinson. He's voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson, another guy who's uh, done it all in the world of animation. He was Trigon on Teen Titans, Teen Titans Go. He was Shredder in the 2012 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series. He also took over for Dr. Hibbard. On The Simpsons as well.
0: I I didn't know that
1: one. Yeah, it's no longer Harry Shiera. Now it's uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, who also did a voice on Invincible as many others. I can't list them all. So, on that note, we are going to dive in and watch The Batman versus Dracula. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back. On the next Action Flix, The Dark Knight.
0: The Prince of Darkness. Can Gotham City handle more than one creature of the night? This time I'm out for blood. So the folk tales are true. There is another bat in Gotham. Action Flix presents The Batman vs. Dracula tonight at 9. Only on Cartoon Network. Just got word from the man. After this Saturday, we're losing Beware the Batman forever.
1: There's no need to panic.
0: So we're going to run all the unaired episodes back to back to back, starting at 2.30. That means just for this weekend, no Helsing Ultimate. It's the Beware the Batman Blowout, this Saturday starting at 2.30. Pour one out for the Dark Knight. It wasn't supposed to end like this. Only tsunami on Adult Swim.
1: Keep watching back-to-back Batman. And tonight, an ABC Family premiere event. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me.
0: It's a new kind of beginning for a legendary hero. Does it come in black? He fights for family and lives for love. I never stopped thinking about you. Christian Bale and Katie Holmes.
1: Batman Begins premieres tonight at 8, 7 central. Only on ABC Family. Meanwhile, at the Podcast of Justice... I was going to lose Jamie because of how scary the Batman versus Dracula. Like I, well.
0: <laughs> I didn't like those vampires. That was very, that was a little much for me.
1: I got to say, um, the one thing I'm going to consistently be complimentary on is this music. The music of this is excellent. I got to say it's a little repetitive, but it's very good. I think it really works well. It, it separates itself from the animated series music and it really helps create the atmosphere for this film.
0: Um, I'll admit I didn't notice the music and the uh, necessarily the the ambiance that it added to the movie. Um, I look here we go. Let's let's talk about this movie.
1: <laughs> we open an Arkham Asylum where the residents are playing bingo. Where the Penguin is taking that bingo pretty darn serious. He wants to okay, win.
0: Okay, you are not going through this movie scene by scene. We're going to like abbreviate a little bit tonight because my contract says. I'm not, I'm not sitting here for three hours to, to review an hour and a half long movie that, that didn't have that much content to it.
1: I said one sentence and you're already jumping
0: down my throat. Oh, uh, cause who cares if they're playing bingo? Okay, here, okay, hold on. For anybody who's gonna watch this movie, the first thing you gotta do is what I started to say before the break. Understand, if you're a fan of the Batman movies, if you're a fan of the animated series, Put that out of your mind. I didn't mean that to be insulting. I truly mean this as this this isn't the same type of Batman story. This is very clearly aimed at it's aimed at kids. It's a more simplified, childish version of Batman, and that's what we're dealing with. I hated the first like 15 minutes of this movie until it clicked with me. Okay, this is what you're watching. It, It this this more closely relates to you know, like the like a, a '70s Batman cartoon than anything you watch now. So just just throwing that out there for perspective.
1: What do you think of a Redheaded Penguin?
0: Matt, the villains in this, okay? I don't understand. They were obviously kind of going for a different version of the animated series Penguin. He kind of had that sort of a look on um, that animated series slash Batman Returns Penguin. But then, because they want to make it cool, different, more colorful, more attractive to kids, they gave him red hair. Okay, whatever.
1: Well, to kick off the plot, we find out there's a treasure buried in a coffin in the Gotham Cemetery that this guy is uh, telling Penguin about. But he also told the Joker, who, boom, right, right when he, we find that out, the Joker's escaped Arkham Asylum.
0: Now, who who was the other guy talking to him? Were we, was that Riddler? Were we supposed to know who that was, or was that just no, random I Arkham? On,
1: I believe he was just a mob enforcer. Um, okay. But I, can, I can look that up quickly just to be on the safe side, but I'm pretty sure that's no actual villain.
0: Because I, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe that that was supposed to be, because they were kind of doing, when they were doing the bingo thing, where they're all playing bingo, and then I didn't know, if I, was, I really didn't know if I was supposed to know him.
1: Nah, he's a nobody. He's not even listed and credited. But also when Joker escapes, Penguin all of a sudden is like this karate expert who also escapes, which I thought was. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, so it, Pe- it also was like Penguin in the Matrix.
1: He's like Yoda in Attack of the Clones. Also.
0: Good Lord. Yeah. hmm. This is where I was starting to have very not fond feelings of you, Matt, for making me watch this.
1: So uh, Penguin escapes. Joker escapes. There's a big chase scene. Joker's design is absolutely horrible. <laughs> he looks like the, the Jamaican Muppet that came along later. He's barefoot jumping around like Spider-Man. I don't know what the hell was going on with Joker.
0: Uh, my first thing was the first note I wrote down is I'm like, okay, when did the Joker turn into the creeper? That's who he reminded me of from the DC universe. It's like he, he was kind of like hunched over like that. He had the wild hair jumping. I'm like, what? what is this? This is this this was this is upsetting me at this point. Now Batman
1: catches up with Joker. It has the very clever line of "Don't get caught in the rain without your straight jacket."
0: Makes no sense. That makes zero sense. You know, and I guess Matt, are, are you bothered at all? Like I said, I, I understand you can't get the big voices for for all of them, but like. I was bothered by Joker's voice. I don't know. It's because I miss, I associate it so much with Mark Hamill's version. Um, even on, you know, whether it's the new Harley Quinn show, this was just very different. Everything was just so different from the penguin's red hair to the Joker looking like the creeper not sounding like the Joker. Like I said, very early on, I was bothered.
1: So the uh, penguin does make it to the cemetery. Uh, but he's uh, having a little hard time because all there's a whole bunch of crosses, so he's having a hard time. You know, X marking the spot when there's X's all over the place makes things difficult.
0: And because pretty much all the only information he had was it's somewhere in the in the cemetery. Yeah, it's a it, with a
1: a cross on a headstone that would tell him <sighs> that, but they're all they're all over the place. Now, Penguin finds a mausoleum which he thinks is in there, and there's a coffin which is chained up like everywhere crosses all over it (laughs) while opening it accidentally cuts himself on his razor sharp umbrella and he opens it to a corpse that's also chained up none of this is uh, seems particularly peculiar to penguin at this point in time and his blood drips onto the corpse and
0: then we're off and running
1: yeah well then we go back to uh, this big fight where uh Joker falls off the bridge and electrocutes himself when he falls in the water. So the implication is the Joker died uh, falling in and electrocuting himself.
0: Of which I'm not sure why we're supposed to care yet.
1: Now, I was completely thought, we're going to get into it more later, but I was so, I don't know if offended's the right word, but I was so disgusted when it's like, oh, that's that's it, huh? Dracula's just buried in Gotham and nobody knew about it.
0: <laughs> Look again, Matt. You got to approach this as this is made for kids. Light on plot, heavy on scary vampires fighting in Bo- in Gotham. There, there's there's so much of this that doesn't make sense. Like you said, I, I think somewhere later there's a quick little throwaway line. I think Dracula actually talks about how he ended up in Gotham. Like there, I don't know. It was a it was a corpse exchange program. I don't know. Maybe they made a trade. For you know, you know, they they sent a, a a wolfman, a zombie, and you know two mummies to be named later. I don't know, but th- there was a little throwaway line that you know here here's how he ended up there.
1: Well, the vampire chases penguin around the cemetery. He ends up killing a the night watchman. That upset me so much.
0: I gotta <laughs> tell you that poor night watchman. I'm like, dude, really? All this going on, and this poor guy's gonna die. And uh. Just doing his job.
1: When uh, he gets back up, Penguin says how dead guys don't do that, which Dracula says he's not dead. He's undead. And then Penguin, always with a quip, says, I'll have to unwet my pants.
0: But I'm bummed. So quick question for you, Matt, in your opinion. Night Watchman in a Gotham cemetery. Is that the worst job in Gotham? Uh, I it's maybe Arkham guard is probably another really bad job.
1: You figure all the crimes elsewhere. So you'll never have to deal with anything in the cemetery. Maybe.
0: All right. All right. I'll I'll give you that. But God, that's a crappy job.
1: So basically boils down to penguin is going to be like his, uh, what is it? Renfield. Is that the uh, character from the old Dracula? Yes. uh, Yes. He's going to be his his lackey. His lackey. He's going to watch him over at night. He, there's a big flashback about how after they killed him in Transylvania, they put him in the chains, in that coffin, and took a boat over and buried him in Gotham. Right. For whatever reason, I guess they just didn't want to deal with him anymore. More on that later that really, really offended me how stupid it was, but we'll get to that later on. And then Bruce Wayne is on a date slash interview with uh, Vicky Vale.
0: Poor Vicky. Vicki has a tough time during this show.
1: Yeah, he kind of just blows her off like continuously throughout the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this this is one of those uh, series where basically Bruce Wayne's just kind of a dick. He's just kind of a dick. This is that version of Batman.
1: Now, you find out some time has passed. There's a lot of missing persons is way up in Gotham. There's a purse snatcher who runs into the vampire cop, so he becomes a vampire, so Batman shows up and has to fight all three of them at one point.
0: Yep. Batman fighting the undead. 90
1: minutes. And now we go to Dracula's headquarters, which... A little bit of confusing, because at first it seemed like the mausoleum had just become like gigantic. You find out there's catacombs under Gotham that I guess no one but Batman knew about.
0: But there are different catacombs under Gotham that nobody knows about than the other catacombs under Wayne Manor that nobody exactly. knows about that only Batman knows. So just just to be clear, very exactly. different catacombs. Very different. It's like it's like the Vineyard in Nantucket. They're kind of similar, but very different.
1: Now, Dracula is. Uh, I like this part. The Dracula is intrigued that by Batman, almost thinks that Batman has kept his legend alive by being a guy who turns into a bat at night. So I kind of like that idea.
0: Yeah, again, this kind of this kind of sets it up. It does make sense for Batman to to battle Dracula. They're both creatures of the night. They both they both like bats. Yeah, and and they're
1: both in Gotham. So this 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 part makes sense. And they're both only active at night. He's almost never Batman during the day, so there's that as well. Alfred doesn't buy into the whole vampire thing. He thinks it's a bunch of uh what's the word? uh cocky-pock and what is it? Uh, yeah.
0: But yeah. you have skipped over a part though. Do you remember yeah, when you were, you were
1: yelling at me for
0: uh, we're well, not going cause, fast uh, well, enough? Well, cuz well, cuz then you're skipping over the well, I again. So did did you notice that when Batman goes back to the Batcave and he's telling Alfred about the Joker? It's almost like they're bummed out he's dead.
1: Yeah, he says how he's no one no one else is gonna demise under my watch, he says. Right, but,
0: but it's like it's like like the conversation with him, it's they're almost like like it's a sad moment. I'm like it,
1: it, why? Why are we sad the Joker's dead? It doesn't make sense. It was an accident too. It's not like Batman killed him. So right, no, like he, it was no He doesn't really have any guilt he should be feeling.
0: No, Joker tried to kill him with a little hand buzzer and Batman and then he died, so
1: now, Dracula now is fully back to normal, and he looks like Ghoul. Um, <laughs> I
0: was going to make the same comment.
1: <laughs> he's going to join Gotham's elite, so he's going to go to a party at Wayne Manor. Those uh parties, uh, they're always going to be at the inopportune times when Batman throws a party at his mansion.
0: And, and you'd think, since he's the one throwing the party, he could do a better job planning. You know, you know the timing. But now you're right, time and time again. From Batman Begins to this one, yeah. Every time he throws a party, doesn't work. Somebody shows up to to ruin it.
1: Alfred, he's Alfred. Actually, has a staff helping with this party because usually Alfred's just a one-man show. But Mm -hmm. he's actually got a staff, which this this led to actually uh, not sarcastically. The line that actually did make me laugh is when he tells Alfred to chill, and he says, "Caviar chills, (laughs) Alfred Pennyworth, serving Captain." does nothing of the sort.
0: Yes, that was I actually thought Alfred was probably one of the more enjoyable parts of the show.
1: Alfred does not mess around when it comes to hosting a party
0: as a, as a proper British butler should.
1: When Dracula shows up, of course, he's obsessed with Vicky Vale because every time Dracula shows up in any other story, he's always obsessed with the main character's girlfriend. Has to be. Introduces himself as, <laughs> this is so, so stupid, Alucard? Yes. He's Dr. Alucard. Hey, if you don't, you're going to find out later, but that's Dracula spelled backwards. What the What the F? <laughs> the best part
0: is, it literally takes Batman, like an hour into the movie, to figure it out with a mirror. Right? No, it, it comes up like probably about 35, 40 minutes in because I think it's right after this party scene where he figures out. I'm like, yep, the world's greatest detective. Didn't think, uh, you know, kind of a weird name.
1: He likes the steak tartare, but he does not like the garlic shrimp. I did, <laughs> I, I'm going to admit,
0: because at this point I realized what I was watching. And I will admit, at, th- at that point, I did chuckle at the garlic shrimp thing. And- <laughs> I thought it was funny that they tried to serve Dracula Carl garlic shrimp and he hated it. That made me laugh.
1: And then, like you mentioned, Batman actually writes Alucard down and holds it to a mirror so it spells Dracula. The world's greatest detective, folks. Yep. Seriously, why is this asshole naming himself his own damn name backwards?
0: Yep. Why? 32 minutes into the movie. Really, it, it really comes after Alfred figures out the whole mirror thing. Remember, they killed a Surfer Boy. Oh, yeah, and he, he didn't give a reflection. Didn't give a reflection, and then that led to them figuring, hey, mirrors have something to do with this.
1: And, of course, we find out that with with the old cop-out in almost all vampire movies and whatnot, the undead aren't really dead. They can be... Turn back into humans. They just gotta find a way. Yeah. Batman, of course, in a convenient plot twist. Wayne Industries is working on a machine that artificially creates solar energy. I'll give you three guesses on uh where this plot line's gonna go.
0: Don't don't ruin it for everybody.
1: <laughs> it is ridiculous. Vicky Vale reports a witness saw a bat-like creature kidnapping some of the lost ones. So, of course, everyone's going to believe it's the Batman, which Penguin and Dracula find out because they have a plasma screen TV set up in the mausoleum.
0: Well, the catacombs under the mausoleum.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> what?
0: I, I, I can, <laughs> this has I can, to be I,
1: aimed at children because the stupidity of it is beyond belief.
0: I can barely get Wi-Fi into my upstairs guest room on any given Thursday, but they can run a cable down into the catacombs of Mausoleum to hook up their plasma screen TV.
1: When Penguin notices that is obsessed with Vicky Vale, he says, Nice jugulars.
0: But uh, you know, Penguin Penguin's got some Penguin's got some lines here. Penguin does okay for himself in this.
1: Yeah, and then there's a warehouse fight where Batman and Dracula are both there.
0: Dracula pretty much humiliates
1: Batman. He can't even lay a finger on him at this point. I, I'm shocked you're
0: not mentioning one thing here. Which one? That there was at least a little moment right in the middle when Vicky Vale's doing some research where we do get a little talk about Batman's origin.
1: Yeah, because she looks it, up it the, on the be, microfiche. It she can't sees. be
0: a Batman story if you don't tell me how he became Batman. Because I had honestly forgotten. Uh, Me, the resident Batman expert, I couldn't remember why Bruce Wayne became Batman. But fortunately for Vicki Vale on her microfiche, she reminded me that his parents were shot in an alley. So that was good to know.
1: Even better, when uh, Dracula beats up Batman into unconsciousness, (sighs) he has a flashback to the night his parents were murdered. I wasn't going there yet. I was waiting. There's a few of us out there who don't know still Batman's origin. We're, we're not jumping to the finish yet, are we? <laughs> no, but the f- film is not the Mask of Zorro. It's the Cloaked Rider. One of my all-time favorite films.
0: I didn't even notice that. I'm not going to lie.
1: I, okay, so now we're just like, hey, can we dive into every Dracula and Batman cliche yeah. in the same damn movie? And here's
0: where, and I'm not not trying to hurry this along. Here's where this entire movie, like starting about the 35-minute mark, because I'm actually kind of looking at it here, like the 35-minute mark for a good half an hour or so, Matt, if you really watch this movie, nothing happens for about half an hour. It's basically just back and forth between, like, more people in Gotham getting turned into vampires at night and Batman doing research. Yeah. It's literally for about half an hour. That's all that happens.
1: Yeah. This was longer than it. We're going to bring this up. (laughs) in a It's longer than it needed to be.
0: One of my favorite things that I did notice is uh, when they're doing part of the random Gothamites being not killed, being turned undead, I guess is the the
1: woke term for it. Um,
0: (laughs) My favorite part is, I don't know about you, have you, have you ever lived in a city?
1: In a city? No, I've never okay. actually lived in a city. I've lived in some very big towns, but not an actual I've city. I've
0: lived in suburban. I've lived in towns. I've also lived like I lived in downtown Boston for years, and I worked in downtown Boston. And there would be times I would come out of either the office late at night or more likely at that time of my life, bars late at night. Do you know what I never, ever did, Matt? Go down an alley? Or- I never got lost. And turned down a random dark dead end alley in my life. And I've been right bollocked before, drunk off my ass, wandering the streets of Boston. And you know what I never did? This alley seems like a good way to get home. I've never. And that one poor guy, he, he, I I said he, he looked like my accountant, you know, (laughs) clearly, you know, I think this was taking place probably right around April 15th. This poor guy was trying to finish up all his clients' tax returns. He was tired. He's walking home. And he turns down, of course, a dark alley. Specifically, my favorite part was, he actually, didn't even work late. If you remember that scene, the sun just dips behind the skyscrapers. So he's literally walking home at sunset. During a time when people are dying after dark, he starts to run and turns into an alley.
1: Yeah, there's like multiple scenes of people like getting off the streets or whatever, you know, like, we get it. Like, it's already been established that right. a bunch of people have vanished. I don't know, and it happens at night. I don't know why they had to... That's, they, that could have made it on the editing room floor, I felt.
0: People are dying. I'm sitting in my nice, safe apartment. Oh, there's a little girl crying in the street. That too bad. Where, where's your parents? Because I'm not coming out there.
1: We find out Joker's alive again. He chases Penguin to uh, Dracula's tomb, which Dracula turns Joker into a vampire, which when he does it, Penguin says, wow, breakfast in bed, freshly squeezed.
0: I still don't really understand that. I'm not going to lie.
1: Then there's a big confrontation with Batman and Joker at the blood bank. It's just me. It was just the largest blood bank in the
0: world. It's it's massive. <laughs> um, it's amazing. The um, ceilings
1: are like 40 feet high. Yeah. It's it, like yeah. the size of a football field.
0: Right. It's like, yeah, exactly. It, it's massive. I got to think that at this point, yeah, Batman knows. Because remember, Alucard backwards is Dracula. So Batman knows Dracula is loose. Granted, this does not paint him as the Dark Knight detective, as the world's greatest detective like the rest of the DC universe. But if I'm Batman, right? I'm sitting in my bat cave, I got my bat pen, got my bat paper, and I'm going to make a list. I'm going to make a bat list of all the places Dracula would be attracted to. Okay. Maybe cemeteries. Maybe if he just wants dead people, that's one. Um, maybe hospitals. Um, maybe a strip bar. A strip club, because, you know, he's been gone a while, maybe he wants to see some movies. But somewhere on my top five list is going to be, apparently, the world's largest blood bank. I don't know. Maybe throw some cameras in there. May- maybe set a trap for him.
1: So he captures Joker with the garlic bomb, and then we get another like ten minutes of uh
0: Okay, wait, stop. I, I'm gonna make you pause. I'm All not right. gonna let you I'm not gonna let you brush over that. Cause I think the greatest thing I've witnessed in Batman since shark repellent spray in Batman the movie are Batman's garlic bombs. <laughs> I will honestly admit that as this silly little kid show went on. The more he used garlic bombs, the happier I got.
1: But This led to, like, another 10-minute scene where Joker's held captive in the back cave, and he's trying to use the solar-powered machine to test his blood, to find a serum, to find ways to beat them where it's not working. Vicky Vale shows up for dinner, and he blows her off again. Tries to make a deal with Joker to tell him where the Dracula is, and... It just goes on and on, and we get another thing about Vicky Vale. How tragic it is that Bruce Wayne lost his parents. Literally,
0: ten minutes of Batman failing at science experiments. It's amazing.
1: It's insane, and like it just goes on for so long. Mm-hmm. And like she shows up for dinner, and like Alfred's like, "Oh, I forgot about dinner, and I'm going to make it." Where at this point, there's like a, a citywide epidemic of people yeah. turning into vampires. Yep. Yep. And if you're Vicky, aren't you
0: getting the hit by now? Well, I guess she kind of does. Because doesn't she kind of say, he's not coming to dinner, is he? Or he's
1: not coming back. Yes, she does say that. But she just can't quit on Bruce Wayne. Mm. Finally, you get some formula that Joker, it turns him back to normal. And Batman discovers when you get cured of vampirism, you also lose your memory. Of when you were a vampire, which is an amazingly convenient plot point,
0: right? You basically flash back to like wherever you got turned into the vampire, right?
1: Yep. We get this another scene of Vicky trying to call Bruce when she's all alone in the train station, meets Dracula, and it's just like, I'm sorry, you don't have to tell your secret identity, but Batman knows Dracula is taking over the city. Why is he not telling Vicky Vale to you know? not go anywhere at night by herself. Why is he just blowing her off? Like she's a lovesick woman and out of the hell with her. Who needs her? It's just so stupid. Well, again,
0: it's, it's, and this bothers me in general when it comes to this stuff is when you have the, the lack of logic where people take illogical or unnatural actions in order for the plot to move forward. And that's not just on this one, okay? You can go back to um a great movie, my favorite Batman movie, my favorite modern Batman movie, uh Batman Begins. And remember, everything's going down with uh with Rachel, with Rachel Dawes. The mobsters are after her, her boss has been murdered I don't, I don't if we know it, that but what does she do? She takes the train one day where she almost gets murdered. Wait one night, because that's where Batman first shows up to save her. It's like, if, in what world would any of us, okay, something awful is happening in our city at night. Let me use public transportation. Let me take a walk home from it. No, it makes
1: no sense. It's not until Bruce Wayne calls her back and she doesn't answer that now he's worried. This self-important jerk. It's just she couldn't possibly not take his phone call. It must be that she's in danger with Dracula right. she wouldn't automatically answer the phone when he calls. <laughs>
0: Unreal, yeah. Alfred, I'm sure this has nothing to do with the fact that I've blown her off for three dinners, two dates, and a movie. Oh,
1: she's just waiting by the phone, and the minute Bruce calls, she should pick it up. But no, because... It must be Dracula. So then we go back to the catacombs.
0: But no, now but no, but no, wait, remember, she left him a voicemail. Oh, yes, that's how he... She left him a message where then she says, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Oh, by the way, I bumped into Dr. Alucard again. Silly, silly.
1: And the only reason he finds out where Dracula is, by the way, is because Joker says, what happened? How did I get here? The last thing I remember was I was with Penguin in the cemetery. Right. So that's how the world's greatest detective, the only reason he even finds out where Dracula is.
0: Because, again, if you're the world's greatest detective hunting a vampire, where would you start? I'm thinking cemeteries, right?
1: So we got to the ceremony with Dracula and Vicky Vale. And, this part, the and- this part. Day spa. This part. Bob, this plot point bothered me more than anything. His bride from whenever he was killed, she died from sunlight, turned to ash. The only way to bring her back is she must literally suck the life essence out of Vicki Vale. These jerks, these jackasses who put him in a coffin, chained it up, put him in a boat all the way to the, the New World were nice enough to put the urn with Dracula's dead wife in the coffin with him um
0: well technically uh technically matt he was allowed two pieces of check-on luggage um and and his wife's ashes did fit in the overhead compartment so that that's why that's why they were there
1: why are they even putting her ashes in an urn (laughs) why let alone putting them with dracula obviously they must have suspected Dracula might be able to come back at some time.
0: You, you, you don't him think, up. So you don't think she was worthy of that. Would you say she didn't earn that right?
1: <laughs> what? That's good stuff. So Batman shows up in probably the most ridiculous scene I've ever seen in my life where he takes on like 50 vampires at once and beats them all and checks them but, all with but, the cure.
0: But hold on, hold on now here. Here's, here's where, cause I want to ask you, when are we getting to the finish? So we're setting up for the big battle, right? I love ever since Joel Schumacher, Batman and Robin, I, I guess it Batman Forever is where he did it first. I love now any scene, uh, whether it's in a movie or a comic of Batman like getting into his gear. Because I feel like whoever writes them or animates them or directs them thinks, oh, this could be some big dramatic moment. I think it's getting up there with showing me his parents getting shot. Because it just sucks at this point. But this was my favorite. So, Batman's going to go to war against Dracula. We know he's got his garlic bombs, right? That we've we've established that. And the whole thing he built were these little, uh, what would you call them? Like little injection things. Talking to your microphone.
1: They're almost like. um,
0: I'm the professional here.
1: (laughs) They're like these little vials that. You like attach to like a gun or something? It, it seems no, 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 like-
0: no, no, no! You don't attach it to a gun because he just keeps holding them the whole time. So now what you see is Batman getting into his gear and he slaps on his utility belt. You see the the garlic bombs. Then he puts on like a crisscross, like sh- like Chewbacca wears, like the bandoliers. Yep. He has two that crisscross, like um, almost like Red Robin and in, in uh in the DC Comics, or or for lack of a better phrase, Chewbacca. And they've got all these vials, but my favorite part is, and they actually show it, he's got his big yellow circle bat logo on his regular bat suit. He clips on his bandoliers, (laughs) which he's been very careful. Thank you, Alfred, because we always want to make sure our outfits coordinate when we're fighting vampires and gossip at night. The clasp is actually another bat logo, so it doesn't mess up his aesthetic. (laughs) <laughs> so, now he's gonna, so now he shows up. And like you said, Matt, now the, the worst part of this, and I'm so glad you and I both both picked up on it, the worst scene in this entire show is Batman now, and I'm all for Batman again in Batman Begins when he beats up like 10 guys in that first
1: scene. Or like in Batman's, yeah, like Batman Superman. when or, he... No, but
0: no, no. I'm talking about like, yeah, Batman Superman's another one where he's either ducking in and out of shadows, using ropes, flipping, do it. This is just, he somehow wins a 50 versus one brawl. And the reason I called you out, the first thing that jumped into my mind is, he knows what he's getting himself into. He knows roughly how many people have been turned, right? The only delivery system he could come up with for this plan was to hold these vials in his hand and stab vampires with them. Are you telling me he couldn't come up with anything? I don't know. Borrow from the Huntress. Borrow a crossbow. Borrow an air gun. Do something so you don't have to jump into 50 vampires. But now he's going to fight them hand to hand. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. With uh, do not mind. They've done it in, in comics and movies. Batman taking on six, seven. I could maybe even go as high as 12 guys. Yeah. But if you look at the wide shots, there's like 50 to 75 50, yeah. vampires which has the stabs? So we have to get close to everyone to do it. It's just ridiculous. And
0: at first they do the pro wrestling thing, Matt, where if 10 guys want to beat up one guy, you know what you do? Everybody run at him at the exact same time. No, in this they do it the pro wrestling way where they just keep bumping in feet and feeding for him. Just one out, Wait, wait, wait. Now I'll go. Oh, you're not a vampire anymore.
1: After he beats them all, of course, because he's Batman. <laughs> you know, He faces Dracula, but Dracula hypnotizes him where we get another flashback to batman's origin even worse
0: though matt what happens right before that and this this is what sent me over the edge at the end of this so he, he beats all these people right and now it's going come down to him versus dracula how many little vials did he have left at that point do you remember i believe he had just one one just one so either his planning was incredibly lucky what if there had been three more other zombies would he have just been screwed
1: uh, I assumed his plan was if he took out Dracula, that would take care of the others. You know, the old, you got to take out the head vampire. But literally, scenario? he beat them all and had one vial
0: left. So I, if there had been three more, he's screwed because, oh, oh, crap, I, I'm out of vials.
1: Or hey, Batman, he counted pack ex- every- <laughs> pack an
0: extra half dozen
1: just in case, because if you notice, it's not something dramatic. Like, Batman basically drops it. Yeah, and he didn't miss- With one of those vials, not one broke during the fight. It was the exact number he needed to have one left for Dracula.
0: So now Dracula hypnotizes him, and we get to see Matt's favorite thing when it
1: comes to Batman. His origin, yet again.
0: (laughs) Which I'm not going to lie, Matt. At this point, I tuned out a little bit. I have no idea what the hell that had to do with anything. Was that basically just helping Batman fight off the hypnotism?
1: It was basically fighting off the hypnotism where... He was gonna. He was gonna overcome that scary bat that always flies to him, you know, and be be the Batman, not be childlike Bruce Wayne anymore. While this is going on, Penguins chasing Vicky Vale, and at one point, Vicky Vale knees Penguin in the balls. That was another uh <laughs> classy part of this that needed to be in there. <sighs> they, because Batman figures it out, and triangulates. They fight through the catacombs all the way to the Batcave.
0: <laughs> yes. Because apparently Batman and uh, and Alfred they have Life 360 on their phones, so they could track each other. And Batman just followed his GPS home.
1: Now I will say, the fight scenes with Dracula and Batman I actually thought were really well done. I liked Batman jumping around, even though Dracula does some stuff in there that it's kind of inextricably stupid. Where I don't even know why he's just wasting energy, like when he sliced the uh, the the, yeah, the, the, the big stone tight. column yeah, in half yeah. for, yep. for for no reason. <laughs> But the fight scenes were actually well done. They finally get there, and Alfred, looking pretty badass, actually shoots Dracula with the cure. But that just gets a heel laugh from Dracula, because that ain't going to work on him. And he tosses uh, Alfred right into the side of the wall. Yeah, but because yeah.
0: when you get thrown with by a vampire with super, superhuman strength into a stone wall, don't worry, he's fine. Alfred will be up in about, about five minutes. But and, that, uh, that gets to my point, though, Matt. The world's greatest detective, smartest guy in the DC universe, Alfred thought to put the vial into a crossbow.
1: Yeah. Not Batman. Not Alfred Batman. But, right. Alfred came up with that, though. He is Alfred Pennyworth, butler of Batman.
0: So <laughs> oh, let's not even talk. Let's not get Jamie angry tonight.
1: <laughs> so finally, they managed to kill Dracula by, you guessed it, Using the super-duper special machine that synthesizes fake solar energy.
0: <laughs> yep, and that's that's where you get the big, with the solar thing behind him. Batman does his big cape-out thing to create his big bat shadow. And I did like that, actually.
1: That was pretty awesome.
0: He kept Dracula in the shadow until he, you know, basically did his I Am Iron Man line. And then then dropped his thing, and...
1: Then he like does like a big drop, drops a hair down and like right. does the final blow where he smashes him in the dust, which was right. Uh, that that was pretty cool. I will admit that. Yeah,
0: and then Alfred gets his line about getting a dustpan and yeah. sweep it, <laughs> and sweeping that up,
1: sweeping that up. Penguin finally finds while chasing Vicky Vale that coffin with all the treasure that set this whole thing in motion at the beginning of the movie.
0: And I I will say at that point when that scene came on, I'm like, are you kidding me? There's more. Like, I would completely forgotten this entire plot line.
1: <laughs> That's what kicked everything off. <laughs> I completely forgot cemetery. about it. And in a convenient plot twist, because everybody forgets being vampires, and they're all dead, the penguin gets blamed for everything, that he's using some form of mass hypnosis. And even though he's screaming it's vampires, nobody believes him.
0: But how about the fact that he trips over the coffin, and it breaks open. Yep. You see money and coins and gold coins pour out of it. So literally, he found what he wanted, but he kept chasing Vicky Vale. Yeah. At that point, why don't you just fill up your little top hat <laughs> with as much as you can and get out of there? But no.
1: And when he says that uh, it's vampires, the reporter says, don't worry, Penguin. They still have your padded bird. What was it? Bird nest? back in Bird our- nest, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they asked Vicky, and she says she didn't see any vampires. She just saw bats. Bats. And then you get the final classic, Batman on the skyscraper looking over the city, swinging over Gotham to end. The Batman versus Dracula. Yep. Wow. <laughs> I'd say the only thing scary is how stupid this thing is.
0: Yeah, this was not one of your better selections for me, Matt. Uh, we're still friends. Uh, You know, I still look forward to coming back to the, to the show and, and doing some more episodes. But I think we need to chat a little bit more before we make. Because, look, like I said, once I got it out of my head that this was not going to be a good Batman movie, I thought, OK, at least maybe it'll be like I said, geared more toward kids. This movie just never had found a lane to be in. It was too violent, and I don't want to say scary, but it, it was it was too violent and vampire y to be a real kid show. It was too dark to be a kid show, but it was too hokey for adult fans to like it. So it was like just it was nothing. It was just it was just nothing nothing good. It it actually it, a comparison that kind of came to me, Matters. You know what this reminds me of? It actually reminds me a lot of, of WWE. Okay. Like about a year ago like right before Vince was let go where it was trying to be serious yet hokey and appeal to everybody and yet appeal to nobody and that at the end of the day that's what this movie was it tried to appeal to everybody and it appeals to absolutely nobody
1: when you try and please everyone you end up pleasing no one
0: it's, it, that's very that's very astute that's very astute
1: all right, right on that note we're gonna go over to our rankings the spectrometer Anyone new to the show, spectro meters? Where we rank what we just saw? We make it official. Jamie, zero spectro is absolute garbage. Four spectro is perfection. Just doesn't get any better. How many spectros are you going to give the Batman versus Dracula?
0: I'm I'm going to give it one spectro. I'm giving it one because I think for some of the same reasons you you would say I liked the Batman Dracula fight scenes. I liked a couple of the little throwaway lines, but besides that, like I said, that, that one spectro kept you away from a lawsuit. Um, of, like I said, of me suing you for, for a uh, an hour and 23 minutes of my life
1: back. Well, I'm going to go the same ranking of one. I wanted to go zero because I really thought this was stupid, <laughs> but zero would say it has no redeemable qualities whatsoever. I thought the fight scene, the climax, even though it was dumb how it was set up, I liked how it it was played out, and I liked the music. I don't like the animation. I hate the character designs, especially of Joker and Penguin. I hate stories where Batman is an idiot because it's convenient to the plot. This guy is supposed to be the world's greatest detective and the smartest guy in the world, but I hate they do it all the time where he's an idiot when the plot calls for it every Batman cliche and Dracula cliche that you've seen a hundred times before jammed into this thing too long. So many things could have just been left out. Vicki Vale added, I feel bad because I was happy that it was somebody other than Catwoman, but she added almost nothing to the entire story. <sighs> that that, that hour I mean, just, he,
0: he just, he just needed another, he just needed a female body for his threesome with his dead wife. And she was the most like, convenient one.
1: Dracula spelled backwards. The convenience of this solar-powered machine. The Dracula's just there in Gotham. He's been there for years. Just nobody knew about it. The So many stupid things happened. Most of the penguins' jokes <laughs> were so bad.
0: Like like, a, like I said, Matt, I feel like parts of this show could have been – in the, like, old 70s Super friend show. Like, the Batman, well, you know, you can picture the voice. It's like, well, don't worry, Robin. I've been working on my solar regenerator in the Batcave, which is perfect against the Shadow Monster. Like, there was that stuff that was that hokey, but then there was some darker, more violent crap, like the Night Watchman in the cemetery. They made the vampires in here look kind of creepy. So it was like, it it wasn't again i agree with you we're both at we're both at one only because there are a couple things that that don't make it a zero uh there have been a few things out there that i've watched that are just unwatchable a second time and this one's this one's right on the
1: edge like stuff that should have been fleshed out or wasn't like i think the idea of batman being a modern day dracula is an interesting idea could have fleshed it out more we could have done without batman's origin retold multiple times the vicky Vale thing could have just been out of there would not even necessary the joker dying and coming back why didn't need to be (laughs) just so many things the convenience of nobody actually dies they're all just turned into vampires so they could all come back at the end and conveniently everybody gets amnesia so it's like it never happened in the first place yeah not good not good not good good. not good (laughs) I'm going one. If we talk about too much, that that number's getting lower. Right. So I'm going right. to Keep stop. it at a one. It
0: can't go lower than a
1: one. <laughs> one. What did you think out there? Did you uh, agree with Jamie and myself? or uh, well, You couldn't have liked it any less <laughs> than we could, but you could have liked it a lot more. If you did like it a lot more, I'd like you to go to my social media and tell me what you liked about it because I thought this was pretty terrible. I hope this isn't indicative of how the quality of that actual show is. I've never seen the show, so well, I can't I, say. I, I don't intend on finding out. This wouldn't make me want to go and watch all five seasons are on HBO Max. This doesn't make me want to go. If anything, this makes me want to watch Batman the Animated Series again. A- absolutely. If,
0: if, you're, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I want to go check this out, don't. Go watch a couple of episodes of Batman, of Batman the Animated Series, literally any episodes of Batman the Animated Series, and it'll be better
1: than this. But You can go to my social media and comment. Tell us what you think. Um, at Spectra on Twitter. Give me a follow while you're there. You can go to my Facebook page, Matt Spectro through the Multiverse. Give me a follow there and tell me what you thought of the Batman versus Dracula. Well, hopefully this is the low point of your Halloween and it just gets better from here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what I could watch it would be that would be worse. Yeah, this is this is rough. This was not this is not a good welcome back.
1: So uh, we got some exciting announcement to make. I, Matt Spectro, your esteemed host, is uh, in a couple weeks is going to be going on vacation. So, my guest today, Jamie, will be guest hosting an episode of Matt Specters right. of the Multiverse.
0: The permanent guest host. Now, Matt, I do have a question for you that uh, I'm working on some guests now. I have a question for you. Fire away. When I when I do uh, guest host this next episode, will you acknowledge it in the in the annals of uh, multiverse history? Or will you just ignore it uh, like you have a certain He-Man episode I did with Brian Malone once? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't ignore that <laughs> See, you completely
0: with... <laughs> every time I go on Twitter oh welcome to our fourth in our series no literally I did the first one and because you and your unnamed editor didn't like it, it it's like been it, it, it's like the lost episode
1: well what it is is uh, a series of myself and Malone's Brian Malone's reviewing every version of He-Man so that's where the numbering comes in. That wasn't part of that numbering of us doing one episode of every version of He-Man. So it's, that's why it gets kind of left on the wayside.
0: Now, it, it's fine. You, you took my idea. You ran with it and you tried to make it your own. Fortunately, I follow you on Twitter, Um, you know, at Matt Spectro, as everybody out there should. Uh, and I do have to occasionally call you out on it that, you know, part of, part of my contract with the, uh, multiverse production company uh, is that I, I do deserve recognition for the episodes I've done here, pal. But yes, I, I am going to be back. I'm looking for some guests and we should have a fun one. And yes, this time, just so uh, my episode gets remembered, I'll be sure to follow the format where we'll watch <laughs> one episode of one thing and just talk through the entire episode in order. And I'll talk about like who the voices were and I'll, I'll do everything the Spectra way. How's
1: that? I've said, uh, as long as you talk about comic books and superheroes. Nope. No, I learned I my li- lesson. Li-
0: <laughs> I've, I've, been, I've been dutifully slapped on the wrist, never to go outside the format again.
1: So that my vacation's in November, so Jamie's going to be hosting an episode in November. Any teasers you want to lay out there for what's going to be happening?
0: Nope, it's going to depend on who I get as a guest. That'll dictate what we watch.
1: Well, wow. We're going to wrap things up. I want to thank Jamie for joining us again. Maybe this will uh, be the 2022 guest of the year with episodes like this. I mean, I don't
0: see who else it would be. Um, am I allowed to plug my social media? or Is that not allowed anymore? It's just no, no, uh, you no, know, just oh, the, you're you're at Matt Spectro and and <laughs> and or you can look up at Screw You Jamie at Twitter. No, it it hasn't changed. It, it's ah, right, Jamie, go ahead, plug your social media. Uh, you know, now, now you're interrupting my go home. This is this is I'm telling you. I'm at Jamie J UCW. You can find me on Twitter, on Facebook, on uh, the the Instagram. You can find me everywhere. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to hosting again in a couple of weeks.
1: Well, I hope you and everybody out there has a happy Halloween. I will be back next week with another exciting Halloween episode. So look forward to that. Hopefully it's better than what we viewed today. Great. I'm looking forward to it. Well, you're looking forward to every episode. I mean, you don't miss an episode. So, I mean, I'm sure you're going to look forward to this one just like you would everybody else, but especially because it's a Halloween episode.
0: The the only ones I skip are the ones where Julian comes back. I I don't listen to those.
1: But he's so knowledgeable on uh, comic books and superhero lore.
0: As knowledgeable as he was about independent wrestling. So I agree with you there.
1: On that note, have a safe and happy Halloween, everyone. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Matt Spectro. Through the multiverse.
0: Excelsior. (laughs)